This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Following Sunday's deadly attack on the Danforth, Toronto City Councillors voted last night to approve a $44 million plan to combat the spike in gun violence. The five-year plan includes a motion to ban all handguns from the city, as well as to introduce the controversial listening technology called ShotSpotter, which was requested by Toronto Police Chief Mark Saunders and is said to be able to detect the sound of gunshots and report it in real time to police. It also includes more money for youth programs, mental health initiatives, and provides funding to immediately hire 100 new police officers. So would a complete gun ban work to end this violence? We have both sides of that question. City Council overwhelmingly says yes, the vote passed 41 to four. And the question those local politicians are asking is, why does anyone need a gun in a city like Toronto? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We're going to explore both sides of this issue. First, we have Tony Bernardo, who is with the Canadian Shooting Sports Association. Hi there, Tony. Hi, Libby. How are you today? Fine. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. So why does anyone need a gun in a city like Toronto? Well, I don't think it has anything to do with the location of where the firearm is. Um, Target shooting is one of the largest sports in Ontario, or sorry, in Canada. Um, The only sport in Canada that has more participants in it than shooting is fishing. There are more people that that partake in the shooting sports than there are in golf or hockey. Okay. Really? How many? What? 2.1 million active firearms licenses right now. Mm -hmm. And they're all people who use them for sports, not hunters or people on farms? Hunting hunting is considered to be a sport, yes. Oh, okay. So you're counting hunting. Absolutely. But when you're talking about... Um, you know, strictly range-only sports, at least 1.2 million of those people participate in range sports as well. Mm-hmm. And those ranges should be in the city? Are they in the city? Well, there are some in the city, yes, and some of them have been there for a long time. The Toronto Revolver Club is over 100 years old. Ever have an incident? Nope. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the thing is, is that the the uh, Toronto City Council is being a little disingenuous on trying to uh, pass along the mantle of illegal gun activity to the sport shooters of Canada. You know, the, the fact is they're having a very hard time doing something concrete about gangs, and that the gangs are where most of the problem lies. There have been extraordinarily few uh, things happening, incidents has happening with target shooters in the entire GTA and in history. I mean, it just doesn't happen. Remember that 
everyone who owns a firearm in Canada, every single person, is checked out by the RCMP every single day. Every day they have a police check run on them. It's called a program called the Continuous Eligibility Program that RCMP runs. And, and you don't have to take my word for it, Libby. You can look it up online on the RCMP website. The uh, Continuous I, I, Eligibility uh, accredits every single person with a firearm once a day. Okay, um, I'm going to bring Brian Pesafume from the Toronto Sun into this conversation. Mm-hmm. And Brian, I know that you actually do some sports shooting, but the police have also said that in addition to illegal guns, a bigger and growing part of the problem now are, are people who obtain guns legally and then sell them at a big profit to people who use them illegally. Mm-hmm. And, and, that's, and that's something that the police have talked more and more about is, is people who, who buy their guns legally and then unload them to uh, uh, on the black market for often for very, very, <coughs> very, very high profits. And, and I, I think that uh, there was, um, you know, some talk yesterday about, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very pro you know, responsible legal gun ownership. I think that uh, you know, as, as as Tony mentioned, it is a it is a large sport. It is a very popular sport in Canada. I've spent uh, almost ten years out west in in Alberta, and it's um, you know, it's 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 an extremely popular sport out there, hunting and, and target shooting and things like that. And you know, the one of the things that, that that Toronto Council seems to do is they are you know they're they're taking these measures to 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 you know ban handguns in the city. That that really would do nothing to, to solve this because, you know, it, almost all of the gun crime in, in the city is, is undertaken by illegal guns. And I think that more measures need to be taken to to curb the illegal gun trade rather than punish lawful, law-abiding gun owners to solve a problem like this. But oh. yeah, you're, you're, right, you're right, though. It, there is a growing problem with legal gun owners selling them, and I think that's something that, that should be concentrated uh, Okay, on. We, we're, we are uh, soon going to bring in somebody who thinks that banning them from the city would work, uh, but in the meantime, Tony Bernardo, what would you like to leave us with? Well, first of all, I think would be the thing to remember is while the, the politicians are throwing around this 50% number, this is 50% of the firearms that have been successfully traced. They only successfully traced 28% of them. So we're talking 58% of 28%. They're being very disingenuous with this number. Okay, Tony Bernardo from the Canadian Shooting Sports Association, thank you very much for being with us. You're very welcome. Have a great day. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, uh, let's take a few calls. A lot of you have a lot to say on this. We've got William in North York. Hi, William. Hello, Lib. Uh, let's take a common sense approach here to this now. If uh, uh, we ban guns and nobody has a gun, then Islam come in and uh, shoot all of us and chop our heads off, and we won't have anything to defend ourselves with. Um, so you cannot ban guns. Okay, you can't ban guns. All right, oh. thanks for that. Let's go to John in Mississauga. Hi, John. Hello, good afternoon. Um, this, what the, the, the city council did the other day is just hot air. And, and the reason is, the reason is it's the guns that are coming in illegally. It's the gangs that are doing most of this. And to say we're gonna, we're gonna ban guns in Toronto, it's just hot air. It's the same as years ago when they made it a nuclear free zone. What did that do? It did zippity doo dah. 
and to bring to hire a hundred more police officers, when are they going to get out on the road? A good year and a half from now. So it's the city, as I said the other day, it's the city council's fault. There's nobody to blame but them. When they did, when they took away carding, when they took away the the, the Tavis units, a lot of the the problems are black on black shootings. This that happened yesterday was was different, but I bet you that firearm came from a gang member in his neighborhood. Well, the police have basically uh, said that. Uh, the police have confirmed that. That's been reported. Uh, and there so- are over one thousand gangs in Toronto. Okay, John. Thanks for that. Thank you. Thank okay, you. let's go to Bernie in Mississauga. Hi, Bernie. Hi, uh, how are you doing, Libby? Fine. Listen, Libby, for years they sued Big Tobacco. How come they can't sue these gun uh, makers for when a gun is committed in a crime and they could trace it back to the company and they'd be sued, a massive lawsuit on them? I never ever heard anybody challenging the gun companies, but every time you turn around, they're after people for uh, cigarette smoking and everything. That's an interesting thought. Thanks Another for that. thing, Libby, this conservative orthodoxy has had the world at war since time began. It's time for these conservatives to get out of the way and pass gun control and ban the guns. Okay, Bernie, thanks for that. Okay. Bye. Okay. We are going to bring in Dr. Wendy Kuker. She is the president of the Coalition for Gun Control and a professor of entrepreneurship and strategy at the Ted Rogers School of Management. Uh, and we are also bringing in Councillor Justin DiCiano. Welcome to you both. Thank you, Libby. Wendy. Hi. Hi, Wendy. So we have had heard from people who say that banning handguns in the city would not work. We heard from the Canadian Shooting Sports Association who's saying we have many, many people who do this as a sport. What's your response to them, Wendy? Um, Well, the Coalition for Gun Control really is focused on strong national legislation, so we have not really... um, focused on changes to municipal uh, laws because our basic position is that uh, guns flow from unregulated areas to regulated areas. So I think it's really important that Toronto City Council is um, looking at the issue in a serious way. They're taking a public health approach, looking at the root causes of of violence as well as support for policing and trying to figure out what's within their jurisdiction. But our focus is on national legislation. Uh Uh-huh. And so you say that guns should be banned not just in the city, but handguns should be banned completely? Uh, the position of the coalition is strict regulation and restricted and prohibited weapons, handguns and, and uh, military assault weapons, are proliferating because we're not applying the laws that we currently have and because the Conservatives relaxed the legislation. So um, a number of the organizations that are part of the coalition have called for a complete ban on handguns. A number of the organizations that are part of the coalition have simply called for stronger regulations, and that's currently our position. Okay, Councillor Justin DiCiano, this was voted overwhelmingly in favor of last night, and a lot of people are saying that a handgun ban in the city wouldn't work. What's your response to that? 
Yeah, listen, uh, you know, I, I supported the, the motion to ban handguns. Ultimately, um, you know, when you have a, a porous border like we do next to uh, the United States, that whose gun laws are totally relaxed, um, uh, banning handguns in the city uh, is a, you know, it's, it's not going to be a, a solution. Um, it's, you know, maybe it's, maybe the effort will help other municipalities to try and or to think that they can do it as well. Uh, so is it worth the effort? I, I voted for it. Um, but if, if it's just Toronto that bans handguns, um, you know, I can just go to Mississauga and buy one or Ingersoll or any of these small towns outside of these major cities. Um, you know, again, the, the issue is that we have, um, we have a, a border that's going to allow guns to come in. Uh, we, need, we need tougher penalties for people who are trafficking guns. There's a big problem with, with, with people legally buying guns um, and then selling them to the, uh, to the black market. I have a big question about that because yeah. the police have said that that is an increasing issue. Yes. But presumably they can trace. If you have a legal gun and you sell it, they can trace it. I mean, what are you going to do? Everybody is, all these people say, oh, my gun got stolen. I mean, surely they can trace that and they can deal with it. Am yep. I wrong? No, You're sure. Only with respect to uh, handguns, restricted and prohibited weapons. Remember, the Conservatives eliminated the registration of rifles and shotguns and destroyed the records of who owns six million of them, except in Quebec, and did not reinstitute the controls on sales that were in place in 1977. So mm -hmm. the chiefs of police have basically said they're completely blind to the movement of uh, rifles and shotguns. You're right with respect to handguns and restricted weapons, but 7,000 are reported stolen every year. And we've seen lots of cases where, um, where guns turn up in crime when they're traced back to the owners, then they're reported stolen. So it doesn't take a lot of dirty dealers or people selling guns illegally or um, straw purchases to create a huge problem. Not at all. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hang on, guys. Let's uh, take a couple of calls. We've got Dennis in Brampton. Hi, Dennis. Hi, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. I'll be brief. I am, I am, regarding the ban on handguns, I agree with the councillor that it needs to be countrywide. And uh, I can only point to the example of Australia, where the ban on handguns resulted in a sharp plummet in gun-related crimes and deaths. And I'll leave it to your folks to comment. Okay, thanks for that. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll comment quickly. In fact, it was on the council floor yesterday that I was talking with Councillor Mahevic, and we were talking about Australia, and the, the ban did, in fact, decrease uh, gun crimes. Um, but look at Australia. I mean, it's an island uh, that doesn't have a porous border with a country that produces guns by the hundreds of thousands a month. Um, so certainly, look, we've got to do everything we can, uh, but we also have to give officers the right tools to be able to go out there. And, and you know, I can tell you that I've been out on, on uh, duty with police officers many, many times over the last four years, and I've always been so impressed with how much they know about our communities. It, 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 they know who the people are walking the streets late at night. They know all this kind of stuff. Um, and they have the intelligence, but they need uh, perhaps a little more. And that's going to be a discussion, I think, coming over the next uh, few months with the new provincial government. 
um, where we have to look at some of the changes we've made to uh, to um, allow police officers in the past to do what they were doing. Maybe they weren't doing things properly, uh, but there's got to be a balance because uh, police officers back in the day, you know, if you if there were if there was a Hell's Angels group of bikers going down the street, you know, it's a gang. We were stopping them. Now police officers know gang members are out there. They they clearly can identify them. And they're not allowed to do anything about it. So okay. it's going to be a it's going to have to be a balance if we're going to get this under control. Okay, everybody, please hang on. We have to take a break, and we will be right back with more on this gun violence. Back after this, you're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. We have a few minutes left for our discussion about City Council's vote to ban handguns. Uh, first, let's go to Barry in Stouffville. Hi, Barry. Hi there. Um, I just don't think you can legislate a problem away. I mean, does having speed limits prevent speeding? When marijuana was illegal, did it stop people? I mean, if these people are criminals, the ones that are causing the problems, and they don't think like you and me. So if they're even aware of the ban, I'm sure they will celebrate it because they know there's absolutely no one out there that can do anything and they can wreak havoc until the authorities get there. And this incident proves that the government can't take care of us. Okay, well, thanks for that view, Barry. Okay. Uh, one thing is that if the, if there are, in fact, more legal guns being turned to illegal guns, then banning them legally could cut back on that. Uh, do you agree with that, Councillor DiCiano? Look, I, I agree with your I agree with your caller. Um, the notion, and I had this conversation with several councillors last night. I think I even said it in, in when when I had an opportunity to speak. This notion that we as policymakers are going to have the the solution to this uh, is absurd. Um, you know, it is it's so much deeper to why uh, young kids uh, get into poverty or get into into mischief and crime. And we know that a lot of it is poverty. Um, but it, it's 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 it, there needs to be accountability in our community. It can't just be every time there's a problem with how young kids grow up and they get off the tracks that we you know go to the the council chamber and we we come up with these magic solutions. It, it, we know it doesn't work. Like you've seen the Auditor General's reports this week at council, we can't even repair our fire equipment in our buildings, but yet we're going to solve the problem of poverty. It's it's just it's 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 not realistic. What has to happen in our communities and and when someone says to me, well what are we going to do? Well, the key word is we. What are we as communities going to do inside where we live? Are we going to take action as just individual citizens? You know, we, we go, I go into, like, I've seen everything under the sun in four years that I've been a counselor. Um, parenting is a massive problem. I mean, I go into communities and at two in the morning, I see parents uh, with their three, four, five, six-year-old kids walking the streets. This is not something that is going to be solved by politicians in a room creating more rules. So it's, it's a broader issue, a societal issue, and until everybody gets involved or everyone takes care of their little communities, takes responsibility, uh, we're going to have to always react versus, uh, you know, try and create solutions before it happens. Okay, thank you, Councillor Justin DiCiano. We're basically out of time. Uh, Wendy, what would you like to leave us with in 20 seconds, say? 
If you compare the UK, Australia, Canada, and the US, there's disparity, there's racism, there's inequality. Uh, last year, the UK had 27 gun murders, Australia had 42, the US had 10,000. There is no question, absolutely no question, that you have to deal with the root causes, you have to support police, you have to support uh, services for victims, but there's also no question that the availability of guns has a direct and dramatic impact on how many people will die and be injured. And we have to really um, get people who support gun control, a vast majority of Canadians, to stand up and be counted. I completely agree with that. Uh Okay. Uh, thank you both for joining us. We are basically out of time for today. People, if we couldn't take your call, remember Free For All Friday is coming up. And thank you also very much to Brian Passifume from the Toronto Sun joining me in studio. Appreciate it, Brian. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.